Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Face to Face here on the eCarding News uh, YouTube channel. Great to have you with us. My name is, of course, Rob Howden. That's David Cole. Uh, it's off-season time to a certain extent. Uh, you know, obviously, we had a lot of the season, David, kind of wrapped up uh, from, you know, maybe let's say June all the way through to the end here. A lot of schedules getting moved. You wrapped up your travel season at the USPKS race, which was in October instead of being in July. Uh, everything jammed together. It's kind of come to an abrupt uh, stop. Of course, Rock the Rio coming up this weekend. We'll, we'll look at that from, from uh, our, our home offices. And then, of course, we head into 2021. Lots of, lots of content coming on eCarding News, though, because we got a lot of great guests lined up for face-to-face -face shows over the next couple of months. Yeah, as you said, it's kind of the abrupt end because again, there's no uh, there's no super nationals. I obviously when the when the when the I know. I know we, we need a support group. We'll, we'll get oh. that one going in, in a few a few weeks or a few days. But uh, well, you know, when that when that calendar turns over to November, that's when you kind of like, oh, I have such and such days until I'm in Vegas. Well, that's and, it. And, yeah. And so we're kind of in that jealous realm of everybody who's in Vegas right now uh, at Rock the Rio because it's the one Vegas event this year. There's not going to be two, uh, just the one, but no super nationals. And and for you, it's been. 23 years of uh, of straight of going to las vegas yeah whether it be the the rock pile whether it be sam boyd stadium the rio uh you know the uh, westgate obviously the four four different locations that the event's been there so it's kind of a uh a, a shell shock to you probably more than anybody yeah once we get to the middle of november i don't know what i'm going to do it's gonna be really weird because obviously i launched my first magazine back in uh, 1999 1998 there rather uh when i launched shifter card illustrated magazine so we always had a party i always you know the big, the big anniversary dinner every year in, in las vegas it's gonna be it's gonna be really really weird not to have the super nats this year but i think we're all crossing our fingers we can get back there again in 2021 uh otherwise david i think it's been a great season i think a lot of people have been pretty happy the industry i've talked to have been have been uh have been happy with the, with sales and the way the you know revenue's been and it's been a good season a lot of a lot of cart sales a lot of races we've seen David record numbers people wanting to get away from you know they're locked in for four months they're getting that feel for what they missed and that was being at the racetrack yeah it was it was a kind of a you know that's what karting is especially when I put a helmet on it's kind of that you put the helmet on and, it's, and you kind of take that break from reality yeah and I think everybody needed that in 2020 and still too. Uh, I think that's why you're seeing such big numbers, all the events from June all the way till now. And, you know, probably when we get to Daytona Cart Week and, and then the beginning of Agreed. 2021, we're still going to see big numbers out there because people, as you said, they just want to get get away from reality. And, and, and you know, being at the cart track is, is, a, is an easy way to do that. Yeah, I think it's not so much even getting away from reality. It's getting back to our reality, which is getting back to going racing, which is what a we racing do, reality. Right? Yeah, racing yeah. reality. That's right. Yeah. So, OK, so let's preface this. Let me kind of set the stage here uh, for those of you obviously know who we, we've got uh, on the other side of the studio getting ready to go. This is a really cool story over the David mentioned that this would have been my 24 Supernats. I've been doing this for a long time uh, since 1993, actually, when I started to be a journalist, but really focused on karting from 95 and on. So 25 years. And we talk about. Uh, North Americans who have gone over to race in Europe and have had success in Europe. Uh, in my early days, it was Michael Valiente would go over on a number of occasions to run. Uh, Jason LaPointe went and raced as well, I believe, in the Formula C category at one point. And then it was Ronnie White. Then it was uh, obviously Gary Carlton went over, probably the most successful uh, and longstanding driver we had who have, has gone to Europe and worked with factories. Uh, David, we've seen a lot of drivers go over and play a little bit here. But, uh, man, big championship uh, coming this year in the uh the CIKFIA um 
Carding Academy Trophy Series uh, with Connor Zilich. Connor's waiting to come on here in a couple seconds, but before we bring him on, dude, what when we were we were trackside when he won the championship, man, that was just I know you and I both high fived each other, man, that was super cool to see him get that title. Yeah, it was a bit of a dramatic end to the, uh, the program, and we'll get more into that with yeah. Connor. But yeah, just to, to just the fact that he won the opening two rounds was was an, was uh, a great uh, uh, achievement, yeah. uh, not only for him but for Team USA. Because again, yeah. as a countryman, it's it's kind of like the Olympics when we go to the Rotax Grand Finals. It's it's about the the, the country, the team, you know, yeah. and and. And so anytime we see a driver going over to Europe, we're always behind them 100%. And whether it be Canada, whether it be U.S., we're yeah. always behind them. And so, uh, yeah, as you said, it was just great to see just that the progression over the three rounds of racing uh, and to be able to come through as the first time champion from the UN, from the United States. So, David, let's bring him in. Essentially, he is uh, one of the best young junior drivers about to go senior here in North America. A tremendous talent. Let's bring in from Porto Mayo, Portugal. Actually, it's uh, like 10 o'clock there right now, I think. Connor Zilich, thank you so much for joining us here on Face to Face. Hey there, everyone. Yeah, I'm Connor Zilich. <laughs> Good to be here. Hey, great to have you with us, man. Um, I know that you we'll, – we'll talk more about this coming weekend. Obviously, the World Championships this weekend. You're in Porto Mayo for that. Uh, let's just overall, before we kind of jump into it, has it kind of sunk in that you won the Karting Academy Trophy? Or is it – like, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still sinking in, of course. But, you know, I got to move on and trying to focus on this next weekend here in Porto Mayo. But speed looks good, so I'm hoping for some some good results. Of course, uh, weather, the weather yeah. might not hold up and it's uh, weather. I mean, uh, rain's on the forecast, so we'll see. Before we talk about the world championships, let's go back a little farther. In fact, because I want people to know who you are. You know, we've been watching you come up through the ranks uh, for the last number of years, you know, in the many categories into junior, uh, all the races you've won, championships you've won. David can kind of go over some of those later. Let's. I want to talk about the origin story. And I do this all the time in my Road to Indy stuff. I don't care who I talk to. How did you get into the sport? What, what, what was it? How old were you when you first saw a cart? Did you beg your dad for it? How did you get into karting? Uh, so basically, uh, my dad would go to the VIR, and he was a driver instructor on the weekends. So he would leave me and my two brothers at home. I was four years old, seven years old, and 10, I think we were. Yeah. So it was a handful for just my mom. So basically, my mom started arguing with my dad, and then my dad bought go-karts for us. Okay. so that we could follow with with him to the track and we all started racing and ever since then it's just been a lifelong passion you've been into it where did where did you first start racing there was there a club you started at or uh yeah i started racing at cmp with uh with uh jam motorsports i think it was at the time right on a burrell that's awesome that's cool bud all right so that fast forward to where you are you know you've won a bunch of championships uh yeah david actually Talk a little bit about what Connor's done, of course, this year as well in the Florida Winter Tour. Man, there's uh, it's a pretty stacked resume. Well, I think you got to go back to 2017, Great. Rock Cup Super Final, yeah. Mini Rock winner, yeah. and then winning the Super Nationals just you know a couple weeks after that as well. That's a big year. Uh, and so, so then progressed into the junior ranks, and then 2019 uh, finished fifth place in the junior rock category at the Rock Cup Super Final, and was the 2019 Scusa Pro Tour. K100 junior champion, but you've also had a number of wins in USPKS competition, WKA, both in cadet and junior ranks, uh, you know, kind of talk about maybe some of the, other than those, like what were kind of other victories or championships that you kind of stand out for you? Uh, yeah, of course the Florida winter tour was 
one of my best ones because I won every single final there, both in KA and in Rock Junior. So and that was that this year, was impressive. Correct? Yeah, I only lost one heat race in all wow. all all six all six races, you could say. So that was a good one. The the KA Junior Pro Tour one was big as well, and then obviously the the super final and super nats in yeah. 2017 those two stick out the most let's go back to that what what a little group what like what a little time period in your life there to be able to do that the, the rock cup super final i've been there a couple of times what an amazing race that is and talk about your, your experience at that event oh yeah it's definitely the biggest cadet race there is in the world i think there was 164 carts when i won it Man. and only 34 go to the final so you're sending home over 80% of the drivers almost. Exactly. So making the final is an accomplishment in itself, but being able to win it was just incredible. How much do you think that that win and then maybe the confidence and momentum you took out of that win, how much did that affect the way you raced when you got to the Rio at, at the Supernats that year? Yeah, for sure. Going into that race, I was not expecting to win it. I was expecting to like, not even, I was hoping to make the final. So really? winning it just boosted my confidence so much that going into Supernats, I, I, I was feeling super good about it. And then I went and won that as well. Of course, I finished third on track and Brent won it or Carson won it, I think, on track, but yeah. then was later DQ'd. But I still was able to just win, just being able to fight with those two was incredible because before that I was struggling to win in other competitions. So that just boosted my confidence. And that really is where my, my carding took off. That was it, right? Just just to be able to have those couple of races where it kind of feeds you. It's it's interesting how important confidence is, especially with a young driver like yourself. Because yeah. all, all of a sudden you can believe in yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. That's where it all started. So, so let's before we jump into this year and what you were able to do in the Karting Academy Trophy. Obviously, you as a young driver of developing, you've been working with Gary Willis for so many years. So you have that kind of kind of that you know that staple that that backbone that you have that consistency and continuity. What do you like as a driver? If somebody says, what's Connor Zilich like? What are you as a driver? Are you super aggressive? Like what's, how would you, how would you characterize yourself? Uh, I always like to be in the lead. That's, okay. that's a given. Uh, I like being able to control the race. Uh, I'm smart, but aggressive and I'm consistent. That's one of my, one of my big things. Consistency. Those are some, those are some pretty solid attributes to be able to have as a race car <laughs> yeah. driver for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's, let's jump to the, the start of the season and you think about you know racing in this Carding Academy trophy program um, going into it. What kind of expectations did you have for yourself? We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN radio network. There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track and their carding lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT carding helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual density interior foam lining and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger carters. 
Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to StiloHelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. Top level production with a focus on a single form of motorsports, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. The 2020 season brings a new homologation period, featuring new names for the same superior products. Whether it's the medium SH Red, the soft SM Yellow, the super soft green SS, or the intermediate white IZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. Indoor and outdoor rental facilities can now trust MG Tires with their solution for long lasting and the best performance, with three different compounds available through the RL line. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. Kometic Gaskets is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Kometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two cycle kit and Kometic's four cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products.
Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I did some OKJ races prior to it, and looking at the entry list, I once again wasn't feeling too hot about it. But once I got in there, it kind of, I kind of felt more confident about it. And the first race, I did not qualify too well in Audrey. I think I was ninth overall, but. Starting each heat from fifth, I was able to come through and start pole in the final. And then the final, I pulled away on the first lap and just consistently pulled two or through two or three tenths a lap and was able to win the final by five seconds or so. Would you feel that the momentum and confidence thing kind of worked there as well? Like you said, you didn't qualify that well. I think you were third in yeah. the first heat race, and then you won yeah. a couple of heat races. You must yeah. have went into the main saying, "Hey, I got this thing handled." Yeah, that's I, that's exactly what I was feeling going into it. I knew I had a good shot at it, and I knew I had the speed to do it. I just had to put it together, and I got a good engine for the final, and Everson just pulled away, and it was a good race. All right, so fast forward now to Belgium at Gank for round number two. You didn't qualify that well again. What what what, what was going on there? Because but that, then you didn't, was... you were good in the heats again though. Yeah, that was even worse. I uh, I qualified. I think I started each heat from 11th or so, and I got. I think it, it was like mixed conditions. We had three practice sessions. They were all in the wet, and then we went into qualifying, and it was dry. No, oh, okay. And that tripped me up a bit, but and then we switched engines for the first heat race, and I think I finished fourth or somewhere around there, and I knew then I was fast enough to win. So consistent finishes in the heat race and i started off second and got to the lead early and kept it uh now you talked about how you guys changed engines i know one thing that when we talked with uh luca mars last year during the program we did the blog with them it's it's an engine raffle it's not you don't bring your own engine it's they bring the engine they bring the cart so you have your cart but they swap engines how often did they swap engines for you during the three rounds of racing that you guys did yeah, so they support the engines and the go-karts. And uh, so you get an engine through qualifying and all the practices, you have the same engine. And then after each heat race, they switch the top 10 and they just mix it all up and you get a random engine. And basically after each heat race and right before the final, they switch all the engines. So you can't really complain because it's not like you're stuck with an engine the whole whole weekend and so basically always, if you have a bad engine, you know, someone else is going to get that engine. So you can't complain. <laughs> so true. you essentially started all three main events with different engines from what you did in the heat races. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's something that's very interesting. I love about that program because it's, it's essentially like a spec program, you know, it's same, everybody's on the same chassis. Everybody's on the same engine. It's not like you're going to different engine builders. Like you see here. Like, oh, my engine sucks. I'm going to go to this engine builder, this or that. It's, hey, this is the factory built engine yeah. that you're dealing with. It's, it's, I just love that kind of concept. How do, do you like that concept? Or would you like to do more of that type of racing? Or do you like the, the kind of the open engine style format? Yeah, I, I've always liked the raffle engines, like back when the Rotax and we did that and NJMP, I think it was when everyone had the same engine and you couldn't really complain about it because you, you basically didn't bring your own engine. So yep. I always, I've always liked those kinds of races because it just shows you who the better driver is. So I asked you what your mindset was going into the first round uh, at Adria. What was your mindset going into the finale? Obviously you have a pretty good point lead. 
Uh, you got you got that confidence. You know that you, you you can handle these guys. You're trying to go for a championship. Did you start to feel the pressure throughout that weekend? Uh, yeah, and Lenato going into the weekend, the championship was already locked. So I was basically just going there to have a good time, and I think I did that. But watching the final from the mechanic stand wasn't that fun. No, what what no, happened? In the, what happened there? Uh, I started off second, which at Lenato, it's always a big disadvantage because you go through the last corner and you're cranking the wheel through the whole last corner. Yeah. And the, the inside row is just going around the outside and carrying so much more speed. So you're basically destined to have a bad start from the outside row. So I think I fell back to fourth or something. And going into the third corner, it's a 90 right. And I was going into the corner and some kid went up my inside, went over the curb and bounced me off and I hit someone else and my steering shaft was completely bent. So I had to pull in, but well, I still I won the championship. I was so. going to say, I think we all know about racing luck. I'm glad that it happened in the last race and not in the first race, right? Yeah. I think if it happened in the first race, my, my confidence wouldn't have been too high. So it's always good to happen in the last race. One, one of the things about the Academy trophy too, is the fact that they bring in a lot mm -hmm. of different drivers from a lot of different countries. You were the only one for the United States uh, this year. I don't think we had anyone from Canada there. Um, Alex Powell, I think was from Jamaica. So I think he was maybe one of the only drivers that, that you might've known or raced against before. What was, what's kind of like the camaraderie around the drivers, because you're all going to the different events kind of together. And, and so it's kind of, it's kind of like its own little separate group from, from what are the other programs that are going on? Yeah, they, uh, it's, it's very cool. They pick drivers, one driver from, I think 50 countries or so, but only 30 were able to make it due to COVID. So some of the competition wasn't there, but uh, it's just very a, a very good experience because the, the, the prices aren't too high. So it's not like a, a super expensive a race to do, but I think any, anyone can do it almost uh, at the at the price standpoint that it's at. It's just you have to pay for travel. But I think for the three races, you pay uh, not much, but it's it's a very good experience. And all the drivers are able to go around and do that race and being able to travel with them and make, make relationships with people from all around the world is just such a good experience. You know, you know, Connor, speaking of experience, you raced up also while you were there in the European championships. Can you talk a little bit about how maybe, you know, the experience you had in the Carding Academy trophy series, how did that help you when you were running in the European championship events? Uh, so the only thing that was different from European championship to Academy is the carburetor and the Academy, it's a bull carburetor. So that's the only thing that changes for me. So, of course, that gave me a big advantage to all the other kids that might not have raced the OKJ before. And basically at the front, it was all all the European kids that I raced against in all the European Championship and WSK races. Yep. So being able to have that that kind of uh, experience always helps. All right, let's let's talk about this weekend now. Let's uh, let's talk about the big one. <laughs> you're you're going to be running in the uh, the World Championships this weekend in Porto Mayo. You raced this past weekend as well. Kind of a warm up race, the Champions of the Future series. Talk about how the warm up race went. Uh, did it give you the confidence moving to this weekend? But then, like you said, there's rain coming, so it's going to be really different. But how how did this past weekend go? Uh, I have been. I tested. I think five days prior to the Champions of the Future race this past weekend, and testing, I was always the fastest. And I felt super good going into the Champions of the Future weekend. And Thursday practice, I was super quick once again. And then I go into qualifying on Friday. And I dropped seven tenths out of nowhere. And we came to the conclusion after, because after that, we did the four heat races on those same tires. And I was still not that fast, but I was able to make my way through 
because of racecraft. And in the fifth heat, we put new tires on. And I came from 21st and finished third in that heat race. Okay. So we came we came to the conclusion that it was the tires. All and right. I got a bad set of tires, which some people had been complaining about uh, two weeks prior during testing. They would put new tires on, and then they'd, they'd have used tires, and they'd put new tires on, and they'd do the same time or maybe one-tenth slower. So there's some bad sets of tires out there. All right. All right. So let's look forward to this coming weekend. You've had time on the racetrack. You obviously have a lot of confidence going in, but before the show, we talked about it. You mentioned it a bit at the start as well. It's essentially going to rain all weekend. Potentially, maybe a, maybe a little sun, potentially, or at least non-rain on Saturday. Uh, is that the kind of thing that scares you? Or are you like, yeah, bring the rain on. I'll be happy to go racing in the rain. Yeah, I, I'll actually... I, th- I, I think I'm good at racing in the rain. It changes from track to track, but I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. So All right. mm, I don't think anyone has testing has been testing in the rain here. So it's not going to be like someone has an unfair advantage. So going into it, I think I'm feeling pretty good about it. We pause our face to face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Made in the USA. That's exactly what you get from Precision Karting Technologies. Based in Detroit, Michigan, PKT brings over 35 years of manufacturing experience to the sport of karting. Their passion for the sport began focusing around the kid kart platform and has expanded every year with hundreds of products designed to put you on the podium. Precision Karting Technologies is known around North America for their successful line of axles available in all age groups. PKT manufactures a number of engine products for Comer, Miami, Rock, Rotax, and the popular Briggs & Stratton 206. A wide variety of chassis components for the many brands in the sport are available through PKT, including hubs, pedal risers, skid plates, and other hardware for your cart. Axle straightening, chassis adjustments, engine service, and specific CNC machining projects are available through their Motor City headquarters. To learn more about the many products and services available from Precision Karting Technologies, head to pktaxles.com. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. The air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers provides the foundation for future lifelong IAMI drivers. The incredible IAMI X30 power plant for junior, senior, and masters has provided stability in our sport since 2014, and it remains one of the most dependable packages today. In between is the KA100, perfect for club programs, and it's quickly becoming the most competitive division at the national level. IAMI is the spec two-cycle power plant for the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the Pro Kart Challenge, Los Angeles Karting Championship, KPX Karting Championships, and the International Kart Federation sanctioned programs throughout the western half of the U.S. Based in Temecula, California, Miami USA West is the official distribution center and provides dealers and customers with fast and friendly service for all your Miami products. For more information, head to IamiUSAWest.com. Miami, the heart of kart. History. Success. Family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Kart Sales, one of the longest tenured karting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, 
parts and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Kart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one -on -one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. It's time to put 2020 behind us and start planning for 2021. Get out your calendar and mark off the dates for the fastest growing Rock Cup program in the U.S., the Challenge of the Americas. It's our 14th season and 2021 will be the biggest yet. We set a new series record at Cal Speed last February at 142 entries, and that's where we're kicking off the year on January 22 to 24. We're picking up where we left off, and it is going to be huge. As always, the challenge features three weekends at three of the finest tracks in the West. And for 2021, that's Cal Speed Karting in Fontana, the Phoenix Kart Racing Association in Glendale, and Sonoma in NorCal Wine Country. Our classes include Micro, Mini Junior, Senior, and Masters Rock, our Multi-Manufacturer 100cc Junior, Senior, and Masters level, and our well-supported Rock Shifter and Rock Shifter Masters program. While other West Coast programs are shrinking, the Challenge of the Americas and Rock Cup are growing. Don't miss out on the fun, the atmosphere, and the hardcore racing of the Challenge. Prizes include tickets to the Rock Super Final in Italy and the Rock the Rio event in Las Vegas. The Challenge opener is less than three months away, so head to our website at challengecarding.com, pull out that calendar, and lock in the dates, and we'll see you in Fontana. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Give us some insight on the team that you're running with, uh, the equipment you're using too, just so those uh, maybe watching from home will be able to follow on and see how Connor does this weekend. What, what are you on? Uh, um, I'm racing with Ward Racing. Uh, they're all Swedish, so they all speak good English. <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that's hard to find here in Europe is because okay. most of the teams are based out of Italy. So yep. the English sometimes isn't the best. But with Ward Racing, I think every single mechanic speaks English. So it's just one of the – it's just – it's like a family basically. And I've been with them for over a year now. So That's awesome. Okay, so let's uh, let's – David, do you want to kind of give an overview of the weekend that's going on for those that may want to follow along throughout the weekend online and watch the races? Yeah, the, the event officially begins on Friday. You're going to have uh, two practice sessions and qualifying. Saturday will be a warm-up along with four rounds of heat races. And then Sunday with a warm-up, the fifth round of heat races for OK Junior category and then the main event. So essentially, those five rounds of heat races will determine the 34 drivers i think is it 34 yeah 34 drivers 34, that do 36 yeah it's it's one or the other i can never remember which one but uh i think it's 36 we'll go to uh yeah we'll go to the uh to the main event so and this isn't your first time being at the world championships is it yeah last year was my first time and that went 
pretty well for my first time racing it. I think I finished 24th in the final or so, but I qualified 13th, which was really good for me. How much, how much is it being the second time you've been there, Connor? Does it, does it change the way you, maybe your mindset going in or maybe the nerves you have going in that you've been there before? Oh uh, yeah. I, I know that it's not much different from the European championship. It's all the top 20 is all the same people. So it always changes from race to race, the top 20. And sometimes you could flip the top 20, you could throw them in a bag and then spit yeah. them out and they'll, they'll all come out differently every single race. So I know that it'll be the same top 20 or 25 drivers that I'll be racing against at every other race. So I'm, I'm not too nervous about it, but I think I'll be able to do pretty well. Well, we'll set the alarm clock early for this one to get up to find out uh, what you do yeah. for sure. Hey, listen, uh, one thing I want to ask you before I, I ask you a little about, about your plans for the future. Um, you had a chance to go to the Formula One race out here. Yes. Uh, tell us about that. So Gary got me tickets with uh, Williams because Gary used to work for Nicholas Latifi. Yep. So on a short term's notice, Gary texted uh, Mr. Latifi and he was able to get us tickets with uh, Williams, basically hospitality, but we weren't allowed in the paddock due to COVID. So right. we had a spot right above the, right above the, uh, the pit garages and it was a very nice track, very good experience. And I'd kill to do it again, but I'm probably not going to have this opportunity because I was sitting at the hotel here and there's nothing to do here. No. So basically it just fell in the right, right time, right. Good opportunity. And it was just amazing. That's awesome. I'm glad you had a chance to enjoy that. All right, let's talk about the future what you have in front of you right now. Um, Let's, first, let's talk about what your plans are next year, karting-wise. Do you know what you want to do? Uh, are you, are you going to do some more racing in Europe, or are you going to be back doing a lot of racing in the U.S.? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be more based in the U.S. next year, just finishing out my last year in karting, maybe doing some stuff in cars. Uh, hopefully, I'll make it over for a few races over in Europe, but I'm not planning on it. And uh, also with Mazda, I'm, I'm going to be in Road Atlanta next week, or maybe two weeks from now. Uh, with the Mazda shootout yeah, and hopefully I'll be one of the two drivers selected for that next year and I'll be able to get some seat time. And uh, you're making the move to senior too, right? Uh, yeah. Next, at the end of this year, hopefully. Well, what do you think, what do you any, think about that? What are your thoughts about going to senior? Uh, it'll be good to race against. Uh, yeah. It'll be good to race against some of the, the top drivers in yep. America, Norberg, all them and i've always wanted to race against all of them so hopefully it'll be some fun <laughs> i look forward to it that'll be really cool uh yeah. last but last but not least what what are the long-term plans what where do you want to go connor what, what's if you if you're able to have the successful career where do you want to see yourself in like five years five ten years uh definitely imsa or indycar uh right. i'll either want to follow in tyler gonzalez and tyler max and do what they're doing in the yep. tcr cars Hopefully they'll be in IMSA soon, or Road to Indy. Uh, it's one of the hot one of the hot ones right now. All the drivers are headed there, so one of those two, and I'd I'd be super super grateful to make it to either one of them. Well, I'll tell you this: I spent a lot of time at the IndyCar paddock with the Road to Indy, and uh, a lot of those drivers I've watched come through, and not many of them have the same kind of resume and talent that you have. So I think you're definitely on the the right track for sure. David, any final questions for uh, our, our man Connor here? No, other than, you know, good luck uh, this weekend and obviously good luck at the Mazda shootout. But, uh, you know, again, you know, as we talked about in the opening, it's it's great to see the U.S. drivers 
You'll have uh, Ugo Ugo Chuku there as well, along with both uh, Cole and Carson Morgan, and then uh, Ari Dumejian, uh racing in senior as well. So nice. it, I'm, sure, I'm sure there'll be a chance maybe to get all five of you together for, for photos. So we'll, we'll have to see yeah. if anybody is able to do that uh, throughout the weekend. Yeah. I think I'll I think I'll be able to sort that one out. I'll, I'll like try it. and get us all together. Awesome, Connor. Thank you so much for joining us. I know it's late over there in Puerto Mayo. We appreciate you staying up and chatting with us back here in the U.S. But uh, dude, congratulations on all the success. The Cardinal Academy Trophy, well done. And dude, carry that American flag this weekend. We want to see you on top of the box uh, in Portugal as well. Will do. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It was good being here. Connor Zilich, folks, again, the 2020 uh, FIA Karting uh, Academy Trophy champion, David. That was fantastic. Hey, he's got more opportunities to add maybe another little feather in the cap this weekend as well. Yeah, he went in the two-year stint, as we talked about, 17 and 19. I think he's, he's changed that with the 2020 That's success it. that he's had. Right. You know, as he talked, Florida Winter Tour, two championships there, you yeah. know, was going to be uh, – did two wins at the USPKS and – in July before he went over to Europe and then adding the Academy trophy, uh, certainly a world championship victory or podium is going to be uh, a great way to kind of put a pin on the 2020 season. And yeah, you do that and you wrap up his junior season as well. We saw Luca Mars come into senior this year, David, and be, you know, a force from right out of the get go as a, as a rookie senior. And I think Connor is going to be one of those guys. Uh, he likes to lead. He says, he said, I want to see him out leading in front of uh of norberg and george yeah. crack and, and myers and all the big dogs as well and they're very similar builds too because they've grown inches over the yeah. last year you know <laughs> connor was a little bit shorter just kind of like what luca used to be and now they're both you know almost you know six luca, foot tall luca's almost as tall as his dad now i'm like what is happening yeah yeah so uh it'll be it'll be cool to see that Awesome. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast here on our EKN YouTube channel. Do us a big favor. Uh, if you can press the like button, press the thumbs up button on this uh, on this show, it obviously gives us uh, a better rating in YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, click the bell button so that uh, you know, are notified when we go live next time. Lots more stuff coming. Uh, I've got, I think, two or three more shows next week as well here on EKN. So we want to make sure you tune in. Uh, David, anything to wrap up the show? Uh, no, just excited to watch what Connor and the yeah. rest of the Team USA are going to be able to do this weekend in Portugal. Yeah, no doubt about it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to EKN Face to Face. He's David Cole. I'm Rob Howden. Book it. <laughs>